0: Get started.
1: Welcome to episode twenty-three of Land the Plane <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin.
1: I'm Jonathan and, and uh, we're actually recording this time.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> um, I'm excited because you're recording me this time. So yes. I'm very excited to be a part of the show. Yes,
1: you had no squiggly lines <laughs> yeah, so and that meant bad things.
0: I'm back. Luckily, yeah. we only did like 30 seconds of the show.
1: So. Yeah, but but hey, this far right here. <laughs>
0: If you are new to the show tonight, we appreciate you listening, and uh, for everybody that continues to listen, thank you for joining us again, but uh, this is just a show about two guys who uh, are trying to figure out this thing called life, and uh, trying to walk trying. through it. Trying. Key trying. keyword. But if you are a believer, old believer, young believer, new believer, wherever you're at, uh, non-believer, uh, we hope you can listen to tonight's show. And
1: somewhere on, on that believer song. spectrum. Yeah. Some-
0: Everybody's there somewhere. Right? <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. So, uh, Jonathan, you been doing okay, man?
1: I have been doing good. How have you been doing, Dustin? <laughs>
0: I've been great. I appreciate you asking. <laughs> we had this great bit in the last episode that didn't record, the last 30 seconds, where Jonathan didn't even care about how I was doing yet. I didn't. Not at all. Didn't even care. None. So, well, <laughs> here we are. we are. We're kind of in a fun mood right now because something exciting is fixing to happen. You know, normally we I don't
1: know should, if exciting is quite the word. It's so
0: exciting. Normally we start off the show with like a little story or something like that, something that's gone on. But tonight we're going to do something different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Jonathan, won't you tell him um, what what you have on over there? <laughs>
1: well, to to set the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a uh, a a labradoodle, and she is like 10 months old, I think. 10-month-old Labradoodle. Big dog. Actually, is it the very large dog. Y'all probably heard her barking and yelping in the last episode. Um, and she has a bad tendency uh, at times to run off. Um, she loves to run, all those kind of things. We let her out, run around. But If she runs out of the yard and down the street, that can be bad. Mainly because one of our neighbors was having a lot of issues with squirrels and stuff like that getting her at it. So she actually put out squirrel poison. And so we're having to train our dog, you got to stay in the yard. Right. Like you got to stay here. And she has a bad habit of we can go out and holler at her and she'll just kind of look at you and then turn around and run off. (laughs) You know, dogs are like teenagers in some ways. Anyway. So we we ended up getting a a training collar. Training collar. Training collar. Yes, you for did. Her. Mm-hmm. And and it arrived in a in a nice little Amazon package today. Yep. So we've been kind of playing around with that a little bit. Yep. So Yep. <laughs> Shoot.
0: One of us is wearing the the training collar, right now, and one of us has the controller to um, adjust the power <laughs> <laughs> and to deliver a. How, what would you call it? A training shock? stimulation. <laughs> stimulation.
1: It's very stimulating.
0: <clears throat> so yes, we thought it would be among fun. other things.
1: I mean, honestly, just you know. Complete transparency here. It actually has a beep on it. Like hit the hit the beep thing. You can with the beep thing. Yeah. There's okay. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. You know. Great it's idea. so it's that's one <laughs> level of of training. You can actually train them. Hey, if you hear the beep? Yep. And then there's a then there's actually a vibrate setting to where it'll vibrate. Let me see if I can hold it up. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You Look know that? Just
1: vibrating that kind of thing. And then there is a another another setting. Um, that that delivers a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a jolty. sorry about the other um, people I yeah. <laughs> got to be so
0: if you haven't figured it out Jonathan is the one who's wearing the the training collar it's around his wrist forearm area yeah and uh, we thought it appropriate before he used this on his dog to give it a try himself oh, yeah
1: so yeah i'm going to be nice to my dog i'm not going to do anything to her that i wouldn't do to myself
0: and we thought we'd share it with Maybe. you and if i keep laughing i apologize yeah. i'm so excited right now because i have the controller
1: yeah and i can't really see what he's doing so nope. at any point he could you know i'm gonna be honest with you. currently currently
0: i have it set on 40 this goes up to 99 currently it's set on 40 and it depends on how long I hold down the button, y'all. Yeah. It's great. If I just hold down the button, it won't stop. But I'm not going to be that, man. I'm just going to give it like a little 1 second little 1 second burst. All right. So, Jonathan, you ready for 40? See how good 40 feels?
1: Not really. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Just go ahead. All I right. don't Yeah. That's <laughs> a it's a it's a unique oh. sensation. Y'all. It's it's he, it's different
0: he, he did a little pop in the chair I can go a lot to you oh shoot oh man we gotta get up there you wanna go up like five at a time
1: Just um, sh- I, yeah I guess you I don't get, know you
0: need to tell me when it's too much okay? Uh, okay, it's not
1: gonna be too okay. much buddy whoa <laughs> that was 45 <laughs> that, was, that, was, uh, that wasn't quite like electric fence Oh, goodness. You know, it wasn't up there. Well, your fingers but, didn't move yet. No, they're not. Okay. Yeah. All right. I do have it on there tight enough that I can feel that it's tight yep. on me. Okay. Well,
0: that's good to know. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that, that was 50. I felt like yeah. you felt that
1: one. I, I did feel that one.
0: <laughs> did shot give you warning?
1: Nah, I don't care.
0: Oh, oh. He's drinking coffee right now. It'd be a perfect time yep, to do.
1: drinking coffee. Okay, um, might be letting some coffee go if it goes too much. higher.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the best day ever. I'm having so much fun right now.
1: Nesson can't win at, like at any games that we play, so he has to bring out you know cruel. It, hey, it's your dog. Cruel it, punishment.
0: It's your dog. You need to know what it's like
1: I'm trying to get back
0: at me, dude. So you, we're up anyway. To, we're up to sixty. <laughs>
1: All right. Well let's just let's just go on into the podcast. <laughs> Woo. And uh Shoot. and we're just kinda I'll let you, I will let you just without warning hit me every once in a while. Okay. Um so why don't you tell people kind of what we're what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing tonight.
0: Yeah, we want to do something a little different, involve our listening audience out there, you guys. And so we went out to um the social medias all, all across the board there and just threw out some Hey, if you have a question, you have a topic, you want something else to talk about tonight, we want to do that. And so we, um, one of the responses we had was on Instagram. Um, it's from a person uh, who's, whose name on Instagram is Aiden's Mama. And they asked about a specific set of verses. And so...
1: Yeah, and it, you know, we couldn't have gone with like, um, I don't know, something easy, like who was Jesus's mom you know, yeah, something like that.
0: Well, that doesn't so, bring up a very long discussion. I mean,
1: well, yeah, but <laughs> it'd have been easier.
0: <laughs> I think um, Aiden's mama had a very good question, and she specifically said Judges 19, <laughs> specifically <laughs> verses 22 through 30.
1: Old Testament.
0: Could you explain it, Jonathan? Could you explain it?
1: I I couldn't when I first read it. (laughs) Wow, that was shocking. I
0: just asked you that question so Mm. I could shock you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Before we get into like the specifics of it, Judges, definitely an Old Testament book. Yeah. Closer to the front of your Bible than the Bible. Yeah, maybe we should
1: lay some ground rules. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Kind of. Yep.
1: Okay. So, Judges, Old Testament. Got you. Got you. I'm with you so far.
0: Yep. Old Testament.
1: <laughs> Old Testament.
0: No, it was a time. It's a book where they started institute. Um, they wanted like leadership amongst mm-hmm. themselves, and so uh, they didn't really have the Israelites didn't have kings and stuff like that as of this point. So the first kind of leadership that was put in place were judges, right? And um, we've so we're just in the middle of that kind of time frame of the Israelites. It's very, I won't say early on. I guess it is more early on in there. Pretty early. um, Time um, after they've left Egypt and, you know, went and established in the promised land. Many years after that, but uh, kind of time frame. So they're just under leadership. There's many different judges. Um, uh, Some popular judges, Jonathan, we can name a few. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody's
1: probably heard of, yeah, Samson. We talked about him one night. Yeah. Um, Gideon, he was a judge. Yep. Um, And then uh, one of my favorite judges is Deborah. She yep. was a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all kinds. I mean, there was there were several judges. Some are more popular than others. And the the thing about the book of Judges is there's a repeating pattern all the way through it, to where God will um, the the people will be close to God. They will start to stray away. Um, he tries to get them to come back. They keep straying, and then finally God hands them over to um, be overthrown or something like that by like a foreign you know foreign country or something and then they cry out to God and he raises up a judge to deliver them and then there's peace for a little while and then they start drifting away from God doing what they want to do and in fact in the uh, around where we're looking at tonight um like two different places very close here it says that that they were without a king and people just did what was right in their own eyes so it was one of those times when they were not, um, they had drifted away from God just doing what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then there's um, the aspect of, I think another thing to keep in mind before we get into the story is the, the idea of there's, t- there's 12 different um, tribes, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, you're going to hear about uh, the tribe of Benjamin uh, the most, I think, as far as specific one mentioned. But uh, you got to remind you, once they came into the promised land, they kind of, these 12 different tribes, 12 different people based on... They they spread apart, and they right they went and kind of settled in their own land. So yeah. they were all Israelites, and they were all together as a people, but they kind of almost made like their own little community states, towns, you know, those types of things. Right, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at in all this.
1: Yes. So. And another thing to look at, um, especially, I think, Old Testament, but we're anywhere in the Bible, um, just because it's recorded and just because it happens— does not mean that it's that it was good that it happened, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe relate that to um, if you were reading something about World War II Germany, okay? And you read that you know Hitler um, put Jews and you know in prison, and there was so many that were killed in the Holocaust. You were reading about those things. Um, just because it's in that book and it's a part of history doesn't mean that it was good or that God would approve of it. Um, but somehow, some you know, sometimes when we're reading through the Bible, when things are happening in the Bible, we just automatically kind of think, "Well, it's okay with God," right? But because that, it's that, in that there. Good because it's in there.
0: He allowed it. He was okay with it. Yeah, he I might mean, even have encouraged it. You know.
1: Uh, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe not. That's what I'm saying, like um, people
0: tend to think. Sometimes.
1: Yes, people tend to think that. Um, and so there's a lot of things that we do see in the Bible that are just statements about what is happening. I mean, because the Bible is a historical, it's a, in, in part a historical document. Mm-hmm. You know, they were writing down what happened. Um, like the Chronicles. It's the Chronicles of what was going on. You know, yep. even the New Testament Acts—it was the acts of the apostles. It was what they were doing. So, just because it's in the Bible, doesn't mean that it's good or that God would approve of what was going on. So,
0: yep. And we we say all that to preface tonight's story. It's it's a there's a specific reason you know she asked about this story, chapter nineteen of Judges, because. Is a story that, as we read it, you're going to realize that there's some very challenging material in there, and some, oh my gosh, this is a horrible situation type of yeah. stuff.
1: and it, and so and we probably ought to throw out there too. This is not going to be very kid friendly. Yeah, you might just want to because be of the, to that. Yeah, just because of of actually what the the topic is and and all those kind of things. It's it's nothing that we're going to say. It's just, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, if you have got kinda, some teenagers in the car, I wouldn't. Kick it'd be fine. But yeah, yeah, it'd be if, fine. If
0: you got some young ones. Maybe, so. All right, All right. Uh, before we jump into the scripture, I think we should get you a blast of 70, just to wake you up. Okay.
1: All right, here we go. Did
0: you feel it?
1: No, I didn't. Oh,
0: I probably had to wake up the remote. Here oh, me. yeah. Okay. Woo!
1: <laughs> I know that one caught me off guard. we got to put a
0: sound bites. we got to get some of these sounds. Ooh! Was that a yeah. good one? That was a good one right there. That's seventy, man. Yeah. Is that enough? You want me to go? I,
1: was, I let let's go up to eighty one time and then let's call it quits. Like well, right now? Yeah, know, let's right do it. Let's okay. go. We gotta we gotta get into the I gotta get into this. Eighty, here you go. All right, ready?
0: I'm nervous for don't you. Don't even
1: man. tell me when you're going
0: Woo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was probably good. You're taking it off. That's probably I don't know how to turn this
1: thing off. <laughs> Just leave it sitting Oh, there.
0: my gosh, y'all. That was one of the highlights of my life right there. <laughs> I wish I all could have saw what I saw. All right. <clears throat> We're all fully awake. We're awake there. So uh, let's get into this thing.
1: All right. So I guess let's just kind of paraphrase what kind of set up the scene for what's going on. So apparently there was this um, a Levite, which um, if you know your history, he was he would have been of the priestly sect of of the Israelites. Um, uh, he was <clears throat> living out in the hills, and it says that he acquired a woman from Bethlehem as his concubine. A um, couple of things there, generally speaking, a concubine would have been um, a, maybe a slave girl. Um, men would... Uh, frequently take more than one wife or they would have several wives and then more concubines. Uh, a lot of that was for the having more kids, you know, yeah, generally speaking, um, you know, you can have like one child a year. This way they could have more. Um, and in looking into this one a little bit, it seems like this was more his wife. But because he didn't he either didn't give or just didn't have to give like a betrothal, you know, a, a money toward, you know, giving the family for her, all that kind of thing, then it's concubine, not fully wife. So a little bit of weird stuff there for us because it's, you know, that again, that's um just kind of where they were as as a uh, as a people um, that those kind of times and customs. Um, So anyway, he had taken her. She was unfaithful to him and had left. And so she had returned to her father's house. Um, He stayed for a while and then actually got up and went after her. And the Bible says he actually went after her to speak kindly to her and bring her back. So apparently he had, you know, there there were feelings for her. He felt her more than just a slave or whatever. Um, because he could have gone and just told them that, you know, she was unfaithful to him. And I mean, her parents could have kicked her out. She could have been destitute on the streets, you know, whole nine yards. But he didn't. He wanted to bring her back. And so he basically gets up and goes to, um, her town, finds her at her, uh, parents' house. They, um, are gonna come back, but the his father in law, the the girl's dad, um, asked them to stay the night, so they actually end up staying like five days, uh, which was a, which was kind of a, um, kind of a good thing in a way. It was a, a kind of a ritualistic type thing where um, it was kind of making him part of their family. Um, so again, custom, all those kind of things. So he was he was more son in law. Than just somebody that owned this, you know, this girl's.
0: I, I want to add in there real quick, John, because I think it pertains to the rest of the story too. It's very, and in, in this time, we need to understand the importance of how good it is to be like a good host, like how it is yes. to take care of your guests, and how important that is. And it's if you don't take care of those who um, may come near you, come close to you, they're in need, and those types of things. It's it's very a negative thing you're really supposed to reach out and be a great host and provide for those that are staying with you and that example was set by this man for sure
1: yeah yeah and uh, so the fifth day they stay for a while and probably stay too long honestly um and then end up leaving uh kind of late in the day and <clears throat> it says they, they had departed, and i am pick up in verse 10. It says, the man was unwilling to spend the night. He got up, departed, and arrived opposite Jebus, that is Jerusalem. Um, the man had his two saddle donkeys and his concubine with him. When they were near uh, Jebus or Jerusalem, and the day was almost gone, the servant, so there was not the concubine, but another servant, said to his master, please, why, why not let us stop at this Jebusite city and spend the night there? Um, problem is Jerusalem was under control at this time of the Je- by the Jebusites, so this was an Israelite. They were Jebusites. He was, you know, didn't want to go there. And he says in verse twelve, his master replied to him, "We will not stop at a foreign city where there are no Israelites. Let's move on to Gibeah. Come on," he said, "Let's try to reach one of these places and spend the night in Gideah, Gibeah or Ramah." So they continued on their journey, and the sun set as they neared Gibeah in Benjamin. Benjamin is one of the uh, the tribes of Israel. Um, they stopped to go in and spend the night in Gibeah. The Levite went in and sat down in the city square, but no one took them into their home to spend the night.
0: Yeah, and that's where we come from, talking about that previous previous guy, because... That's a big deal for you to come into town and for you to approach the town and nobody to take you in and see you, especially yeah. when you're when you're healthy, when you appear healthy. It wasn't like he was a leper or anything like that. Right. You know, He appeared healthy, had his, his concubine wife with him. There was no reason for other Israelites not to look at this guy and take him in. I mean, that would have been I, – I, I imagine he probably in, entered the town, especially since he left the other one, because he wouldn't have had this kind of welcoming. And now coming into this town, I'm sure he had expectations that – it won't be Somebody's a problem going to take care of, yeah. yeah, we're going to find somebody to take care of us. Right. Cuz he's probably been on the opposite side of that at points in his life um and you know and knew the traditions and knew yeah how they were supposed and to And as
1: it. Israelites, they were I mean they were commanded. Uh it was part of their law that if if there is someone traveling if there's a foreigner you take care of them, you know. So for that, them to go to the city square, that's that's where they would have found people that would have if anybody was going to, they would have invited them into their home.
0: And no one did. No one did. And I don't think the city square was empty. You know, no. I don't think it was one of those things that got there so late that nobody was out.
1: Right. There was because people in there. The, in the next verse it says in the evening an old man came in from his work in the field. So that would have probably been sunset. You mm-hmm. know, he he worked until sunset then came in. So yeah, they weren't they weren't there late, because mm-hmm. um, then you know this this man came in after they were already there. Uh, it says he was from the hill country of Ephraim, which means he was not he was not an Israelite. It says but he was residing in Gibeah, and the men of that place were Benjamites, so he was actually a foreigner. So it's kind of ironic, you know, that the Israelite is in a foreign in a foreign town to him, but it should have been his his people. Right. And yet a foreigner is the one who comes in, in the foreign town. And he says, when he looked up and saw the traveler in the city square, the old man asked, where are you going? Where are you going? And where do you come from? And he told him that we're traveling from Bethlehem to in Judah to the remote hill country of Ephraim, where I'm from. Um, I went to Bethlehem in, Judea, in Judah, and now I'm going to the house of the Lord. No one has taken me into his home. Again, talking about being taken in um to home by you know that, that should have happened. No one has taken me into his home, although we have uh it says we have both straw and feed for our donkeys and bread and wine for me, your female servant, and the young man with your servant. There is nothing we lack. In other words, we're not going to burden anyone. Right. We yeah. have everything that we need. We we just you know we we kind of need a place to stay. I'm really can't say about that. You know that kind of thing. So they're they're wa- they're not wanting to be a burden to anybody. It says in verse twenty, "Peace to you," said the old man. I'll take care of everything you need. Only don't spend the night in the square. Should have been some foresha or some foreshadowing there. So he brought him to his house and fed the donkeys. Then they washed their feet and ate and drank.
0: Okay, before we go on, I got I got to bring this up because um, I mean no spoilers. We're I'm not going to go ruin the the story, but thinking when he says that, um, do not only do not spend night in the square. I mean that's a pretty specific statement. Do you think that is a um, we just don't want you to sleep in the square tonight? It's not a good place to sleep. You need a comfy bed, or do you think he is warning them?
1: I think he's it's a warning.
0: Yeah, I think he knew knew what the town was for sure yeah. and th- there's a reason you know that i remember if it was the law to bring this person into your home if that was the law the israelites they were supposed to take care and handle that for you know and then nobody did it
1: yeah and then, and they, then he says then he says don't
0: stay in the square don't stay there that's two yeah red flags that um, the city ain't doing well <laughs> yeah. like it's not, it's not up to code And really
1: and- if, we, if we use our imaginations A little bit And kind of get into that You know if we were watching a movie mm-hmm. Strangers in the town <laughs> In the town square And an old man comes and says Don't stay here Come with me. Get out of the square. If we if we had some real creepy music in the background, we could. I mean, that'd be crazy. You yeah, know? yeah. It's- so so that's kind of what's setting up actually, because it 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 takes a turn sideways here. Mm-hmm. So verse twenty two, which is the beginning of what um, of what we were asked about. Verse twenty two says while they were enjoying themselves, eating dinner, eating, drinking, all those kind of things. All of a sudden, perverted men of the city surrounded the house and beat on the door. They said to the old man who was the owner of the house, bring out the man who came to your house so that we can have sex with him. There you go. That just happened. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know that we have to explain that. They're just hanging out and and men of the city start beating on the door a lot like the two that the you know the angels that went to Sodom and Gomorrah Lot, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff
0: and if you want to hear more about that story, go back to our Halloween episode because that's the story I tell yeah, told. yeah so, but it, you know thing i I got keep thinking is is I wonder if this older man was waiting for this to come, you know like was he just stalling, was he just like oh? You know, or was he hopeful that nobody maybe had seen him or this would not happen? I mean, I got to imagine he just didn't know for sure it was going to happen. Yeah. And this goes back to
1: say that for sure people saw him. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for
1: sure people saw him and they knew where they went. So, I mean, they were watching.
0: This guy took them in. And, yeah, I mean, he put himself in the line of fire of what what these guys want. And then, they yeah, they came up to the, the house, beat on the door, and asked for the man. So, Mm. Very similar to Sodom and Gomorrah. Very similar.
1: Yes, very. Uh, so it says the owner of the house went out and said to them, "No, don't do this evil, my brothers. After all, and here here it goes again towards the to the the hospitality. After all, this man has come into my house. In other words, he is under my protection. Um, I- anything that happens to him is, you know, kind of bad on me because I'm the one that's supposed to be protecting him." Um, And says, "Don't do this horrible thing." If the story just ended right there, then I mean, you know, bad city. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. This is where this is where things go even, even more south.
0: But kudos to this guy.
1: Kudos to this guy. Well, kudos to this guy so far.
0: So far for you know (laughs) stepping outside and saying, you know, trying to trying to change these people's minds. Yeah. I mean that was his goal. Go out there and stop Yeah, because stop I mean it. that
1: this was his city. These were people that he would have known. He even says, you know, don't do this evil, my brothers. Um I mean he's he's definitely going against the flow mm-hmm. big time here and and could possibly pay for it. Um you know in in a, in a bad way. So he's trying to stop the evil that he is that he has seen going on, which you know, I mean Man, that that is kind of a lesson that we should all take. Is kind of what are we doing to, you know, to try to stop evil that we see happening? Yeah. Are we?
0: Yeah. You know. So before Jonathan continues to read this, if you're out there listening to this, hear what it said, and then take a breath, and then let's let's work it out together. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: it's one of them things you got to read it four or five times. And go really? This yep. is. All right, anyway, don't do this horrible thing. So he's trying to convince them not to. And then he says, here, let me bring out my virgin daughter and the man's concubine now. Use them and do whatever you want to them, but don't do this horrible thing to this man.
0: Uh, my, I, I use the ESV. I'm looking at the ESV right here in front of me. It actually uses the word violate them.
1: Yeah. All right, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pause right there, and we're gonna have to take a look at some things. Yeah, for sure. Again, all right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> again, similar to Solomon Gomorrah, we can't much, we can't help yes. but look back and see the comparisons of what's going on here. But yeah, I mean, basically to keep it pretty straightforward, the, the guy said, "Take my virgin daughter." Who, who we all know what virgin means. It's you know she's never been in this situation before. Uh, She's never had any type of sexual relationship. And now here she is um, being offered up to the people outside the crowd along with the concubine. Now, this is a terrible thing to do. Okay. We don't want to downplay that at all. There's also a cultural reference here to, at the time, this was, you know, terrible of the guy to do, but he was also. The men, I guess, Jonathan, don't let me put my foot in my mouth too far here, but the men at this time were held at a high regard. I'm not saying that's right, okay? But they were, and so he was doing whatever he thought he needed to do to protect that man. Right. Um, and just the truth is, is they didn't put men and women on the same level.
1: No, no, not at all. Just- um, <clears throat> especially, you know, and it, it, and especially the concubine, the servant girl. Um, that, you know, he would not have. Um, But for him to, to even, you know, talk about bringing his own daughter out. Um, And some, you know, a couple of things that I read, one, one said that he felt like if they kind of offered them that it may, um, that the men may not even take them. But go back to you know wherever they were you know from or whatever to get their minds off of the guy you know kind of a redirection kind of thing or whatever um you know I don't know I think it probably goes more to women were seen and again um it is is it God's plan and even we see this so many times in the Old Testament because of because of the customs of the day, and and honestly, the customs of twenty nineteen in some areas of the world. Yes, definitely. You know, let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, according to the culture of the day, women were were not valued whatsoever. I mean, it's just all there was to it. Um, women were were not treated equally. They were not seen as equals. Anything like that? Let's go back to the beginning. Were women upon creation equal with men in their in their value? Yeah, you know, women are created in the in the image of God, just like men were created in the image of God. Um, Women were taken from men, the the rib, you know, God used to create women, and so. Positionally there, there's a little bit of a, of a difference, but in all ways, I mean, Jesus came to save men and women. He came to save humanity, you know, um, so let's not think that because the Bible reports on um, this, you know, females getting treated so poorly that that was ever God's plan, Mm -hmm. okay and i think we'll actually see and even what's the what's the book right after judges
0: ruth no yeah Yeah, it's ruth right i had to stop myself from it i was like yeah it's ruth trivia
1: and for for any any kind of manuscript or any kind of book to have been written in this day and time about a woman. And named after a woman, and the whole idea, the whole story, is about a woman. Been unheard of, you know. And if you look at that story, there's a lot of parallels actually between Jesus and us. And in 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 many ways, we're Ruth in that, and the um, Boaz is is kind of a Jesus figure where he comes in and rescues Ruth. So just for I mean how many women are named you know there's there's several women named in the um in the genealogy of Jesus there in Matthew mm-hmm. you know and so every place that we see in the bible where where god is pushing into um you know this this idea is god is elevating the status of women so so let's not um, there is out there in the world so many people that will say that that God places women below men and and all these kind of things. Um, there are there are certain ways that that God has positioned, um, you know, in just in, I guess, the way things are set up and, and those kind of things. But never, never do we get the idea from God. That he values women any less than men, right? You know that that is something that that is man made and and is a um, is an assault really upon um, the value of women that that God has given women.
0: Even even Jesus on the cross, I mean, he made a specific point on the cross when he was fixing to give up his life for somebody to take care of his mother. Yeah, like to told to, to yeah. John that it's your mother now. You yeah. take care of her, because he valued her so much. You yeah. Know?
1: Good point. I hadn't thought about that. So, all right. So, um, all right. So, verse uh, 24 bring out my virgin daughter, this man's concubine. Uh, okay. 25. But the men would not listen to him. Sounds like everything's going better. Um, but it doesn't. So, it says the man, the Levite. Okay. The, the Levite. Owner,
0: owner of the home. No. 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 No, I'm wrong. This
1: is the Levite. This is the traveler. This is actually him. Yeah, okay. I believe it because it says, "So the man seized his concubine and took her outside to them. So the the man's um, the man's daughter was not taken out, but the Levite took his concubine out and gave her to them, and it says they raped her and abused her all night until morning." At daybreak, they let her go. It says, early that morning, the woman made her way back as it was getting light. Okay, so all night long. And it says, she collapsed at the doorway of the man's house where her master was. And it says, when her master got up in the morning, the little jerk was sleeping.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know? And, And, okay, so let's unload on this dude.
0: Yeah, he's trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I I almost want to sit here and try to defend the guy in some way because I'm like, who could do this? Who could just take their wife, even even though it's a concubine? We we saw at some level that he was had compassion for her. He, right, because he went after he went her. After, but now he he I say willingly, but maybe he thought it was the only thing that he could do. Doesn't matter. Die I know. I know. I agree with you. But like, (laughs) I'm trying to think of if ways I could defend this guy because maybe there's something there, but I just can't think of it. You're gonna push her out there, close the door, and then go to bed. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I, I, I can't. I don't know. I just can't put myself there because I'd be I'd be running out the door with a sword, Yeah. whacking at anything
0: I see. Gosh. I mean, I I would have to die that night. I mean, I really would. I would have to die that night because it just yeah. I can't imagine a scenario where you think that's okay. Like right. it's that's the acceptable answer to you. Yeah. Because we're not talking about one or two guys that were outside the door. We're talking to a, a town full of people that abused her until the morning.
1: Yeah. Um. All right, just to just to finish up, just a little bit. Um. Okay, so it, yeah, he was sleeping when her master got up in the morning, opened the doors of the house and went out to leave on his journey. He was just going to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the next day. Time yeah. to go. go there to go. was
1: there was the woman, his concubine. Collapsed near the doorway of the house with her hands on the threshold. Get up, he told her. Let's go. But there was no response. She was she was dead. She did yeah. Um, in
0: in, in, a, in a position of trying to get back into the house. Yeah. And nobody was there to open the door for her. right. And to, to help her. in.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the man put her put her on his donkey and set out for home. All right. So we'll we'll push the pause button right there. man I, I just yeah anyway <laughs> wish we could go back in time and yeah. I'd take this shot collar <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, this training collar yeah, and
0: put it on ninety nine
1: put it on ninety nine and tie it around him um anyway and, and so so how do we get to let's talk about this for a minute. How do we get to this point? Like, like, how do we get to the point to where we see another human being as having so little value that we just throw them out there to, you know, yeah. to be treated in such a way?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Sadly, sadly in this world today, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, this type of attitude, I just, and it's a shame because we, when we look at each other and we, we get to the point where we look at each other and we don't see each other the way God intended us to see each other anymore. It's just right. become to the point where it's just, if you're not in my circle, if you're not in my everyday life, you really don't matter. You know, mm-hmm. If you die, you die. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect my life. It doesn't change my life. And that's a shame, man. God created us all in his image. And we are all his people, and we are all his creation. It doesn't matter where we're from, what our background is, what color our skin is, what gender we are. None of that stuff matters. It matters that we are created in his image, and we belong to him. And when we look at each other, he wants us to look at each other like that right? and and see each other as brothers and sisters in, in him, you know, in his His family. So to, to, to devalue it, I, I don't know how somebody does that.
1: Yeah. I don't. And, you know, going back to the guy – um, Going back to the guy that was going to offer out his, you know, his his daughter, you know, same kind of thing, you know, how, how he's devalued. But I, I did have this thought this afternoon. Um, do we, you know, obviously we look at this and it's like, holy cow, he's he's throwing his daughter out there to be raped and and violated, all those kind of things. Uh, and we instantly look at that, or, and we're appalled, and and all those kind of things, and we should be.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
1: But are there times that that we as parents maybe expose our kids to things that maybe in a physical sense um, aren't as you know as dangerous as that? But in a spiritual sense or in a an emotional sense um, can be you know can be life altering um, just you know what are your kids listening to what what are your kids watching uh TVs movies um, video games all those kind of things what are what are we allowing maybe not that we're throwing our kids into, but what are we allowing our kids um access to that that they're seeing, they're hearing um all those kind of things that can be lifelong damaging and in in many ways maybe even damaging um their their soul you know that would that would draw them away from god instead of toward god and uh, and and are there things that we're allowing our kids to be exposed to that could have eternal consequences, not just not just the next you know fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty years but but eternal consequences. so I think we need to we need to be very careful about throwing this guy under the bus when until we kind of kind of do a self check to see are we really protecting our kids, like as dads, are we protecting our daughters? Are we protecting our sons to the best of our ability?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I used to use an illustration often about you know, I you know we we let so much stuff in our house like through the TV, through radio, through internet. We let all these things come into our house, and most people, and most men I know wouldn't just. If an evil person was outside the door, a murderer or something like that, and was knocking on the door, we wouldn't just let them in and say, have at it, you know, do your worst in our house. Mm -hmm. We just wouldn't do that. We would fight and we would protect. Most men I know would do that. I'm sure there's some that would not. But, you know, but also expands this idea of of as we let our children or even – I even go as far as saying ourselves – and, and we, we exit the home, We this thing that's supposed to be safe, this thing that we're supposed to create it, where we can put a wall around our family and protect it, and now are we willfully sending them out into very, very dangerous places, very dangerous situations, and when I say danger, sometimes that physically means dangerous situations, so maybe we're allowing our kid to go get in a car with four other kids and go driving down the street like crazy or are we putting them out there in situations where we're allowing them to step away from some sort of protection that we have to offer them Um, and sometimes when you protect people and we're trying to do the best they may not always like it they may not always be the best thing that they think is for them but in reality if you're going with the right motives and you're doing the right things so yeah, I thought you said don't. Uh, if- before we throw this dude on the bus, I would like to throw the guy under a bus, yeah. like literally throwing him under a bus. But it's true. Anytime you hear those stories and you start getting accusational towards somebody, you usually kind of have to stop and examine yourself yeah. and say what What am I doing? What What are some practical things that I need to change that where I'm putting my kids, or myself, or those around me in harmful situations?
1: yeah Because, sure. and this is something that we uh, actually looked at in our small group uh, last week the week before um, you know is the, the, what's the purpose of the Bible and the the purpose of these stories those kind of things um it's for us, you know not just for us to to know the the history but it's to affect us now what what do we need to be learning? From this, what do we need to be changing about ourselves? You know, what what is the Holy Spirit speaking to us through this? Um, and, and that's one thing that I, you know, felt like He spoke to me was how well are you protecting your family? Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting onto this guy. How well are you protecting your own? All right. So the uh, so he, he basically gets up, puts her on his donkey. Um, it goes it goes back toward home, and he says in verse twenty nine when he entered his house, so he got back home, uh he picked up a knife, took hold of his concubine and this is disgusting um cut her into twelve pieces, limb by limb, and then sent her throughout the territory of israel and again, significance in the number twelve there 's twelve tribes of Israel. Uh, Everyone who saw it said nothing like this has ever happened or has ever been seen since the day the Israelites came out of the land of Egypt to this day. Think it over, discuss it, and speak up. All right. So at that point, we flip to chapter 20. And uh, just to... I'll just go through this kind of paraphrasing it a little bit. Uh, They basically... Kind of put together a council. Apparently, mm-hmm. you know, leaders got together to discuss this. It made a made a huge impact, and uh, <clears throat> the Israelites asked, how, "How did this outrage occur?" And so then it says in verse four, the Levite, the husband of the murdered woman, answered, and and basically went goes through the story, and um, and he basically through this whole kind of thing. There, it's kind of. They get together and it and they want vengeance. they They want somebody to pay for this. And so they know that it is um, a city of of Benjamin. It's a city within the tribe of tribe of Benjamin in their area, uh, Gibeah. and um, so they basically cast lots to see, hey, should we go and and go up against this city and the the lots kind of seeking God out says yes, um, so they basically gather an army together, and they go out. They they talk to the tribe of Benjamin saying, hey, listen, this is what's happened. Send these people out. Like, go to this city, get these people. We want them. We're going to kill them all for, for acting in such a way. We're going to kill the men of this city. And
0: yeah. I just want to point out, too, that I think it's interesting about this, because we are talking a minute ago about it being the cultural, the way they valued women over men and stuff. But, but here it is. Keep in mind that as, as horrible as the story is, and, and sometimes we wonder why this happened, here is people, men, responding to it yeah. and saying, that was unacceptable. That yeah. is not who we are or what we're going to allow or what we're going to do. We can't stop every bad thing from happening, you know, but how we respond are we going to stand up for what's right is very important.
1: Yeah. Um, And picking up in verse 11, it says, so all the men of Israel gathered against the United against the city. Then the tribes of Israel sent men throughout the tribe of Benjamin saying, what is this outrage that has occurred among you? Hand over the perverted men in Gibeah so we can put them to death and eradicate this evil from Israel. Um, but the Benjamites Benjaminites would not obey their fellow Israelites. Instead, they gathered together from their cities in Gibeah to go out and fight against the Israelites. So in other words, um not just this city of Gibeah, but but Benjamites from around the whole area gathered together to to basically I mean this is this is basically I think the closest thing that we can kind of look at here i mean this is civil war
0: yeah for sure
1: you know i mean the benjamites it's like tennessee and texas and arkansas and georgia and i I mean just gathering up an army and going to fight each other Mm -hmm. i mean there's really no difference um and the the first day the benjamites come out and they um they basically kill um well, it says the Israelites, apart from Benjamin, rallied four hundred thousand armed men. I mean, four hundred thousand. The Benjamites had twenty six thousand, and uh, they go out, start fighting. And oddly enough, um, basically the the men of Gibeah and stuff they slaughtered twenty two thousand men of Israel. So the Benjamites actually won the battle on the first day. Yeah, they won that day. Um, And this is pretty interesting, too. Verse 18 uh, says, They sent out, went to Bethel, this is before the battle, and inquired of God. The Israelites asked, Who is to go first and fight for us against the Benjaminites? And the Lord answered, Judah will be first. So in this going after kind of the, you know, revenge uh, about this treatment of this woman, Judah is first. Anything about the tribe of Judah?
0: He's looking at me with the raised eyebrows.
1: Yeah, A lion from the tribe of Jesus.
0: Say that's the, the, the tribe that Jesus descended from, right? Yeah, that yeah, was in the lion. Of
1: <laughs> it's, a yeah. it's a
0: good song.
1: So. <laughs> so, so basically, the yeah, the, the tribe that Jesus came from. That's the one that God said, send them first. I just think that's cool. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, um, so first day, Benjamin's won, killed 22,000 Israelites. Second day, they actually go to God, back to God and be like, hey, God, we, you know, we, we feel like we're in the right here. We, you know, What's going on here?
0: <laughs> why did we lose? Why,
1: why, you know? And God, the Lord answered, fight against them. Second day, um, they slaughtered an additional 18,000 Israelites. So, up to this point, we've now 22,000 Israelites plus 18,000 Israelites. What if 40,000 men have died from Israel? And Benjaminites are still, still going. So, they go back to God a third time. And it's like, hey, should I mean, are we supposed to do this or are we supposed to stop? Because they were losing, they didn't know what was going on. And God says, uh, "Fight because I will hand them over to you tomorrow." And they go out. They basically put an ambush, and and they they take over. They basically kill everyone, uh, every armed man in in the area. I think there's, I think like six hundred escape basically. Mm. Um, so they kill about twenty six thousand Benjaminites. So now, we're, I mean the the death toll is up to like sixty six thousand.
0: Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so many things can be pointed back to, you know, how much of this would have happened if the Levite had just ran out, you know, protecting his his wife, you know, and just ran out there with the sword and started hacking. I mean, he would have gotten killed. Yeah. But But now... 66,000 66,000 um and you know one question that i have is well, why why did 40,000 of the israelites have to get killed you know and I just
0: it, it's a great question and and i'm just shooting from the hip here is are you willing to stand up for what is right even at great costs you know and and, I, and I, This is just from not putting much studying into the story myself, you know, over long. but I can't help but think of that. You know, we're talking, first of all, the value of a woman's life must be pretty great. Sixty-something thousand people the next day lose their life over what happened to her. Um, But I also see, you know, those first two losses, when we stand up for what's right and things get difficult, are we willing to continue to stand firm? Even if we're getting... The backlash, even if we're getting beat up, even if we're facing the hard times, are we continually are we c- continually willing to fight that fight? Yeah, and go back to it every day. And uh, that they were, you know, they found their strength in God, and he he prevailed them in that final day. Yeah, but are you are you willing to keep fighting for it? Are you willing to stand up? I mean, that's just the first thing that jumped out to me about it. So
1: yeah, yeah, and I, and I think part of it too was. Was God's punishment to them, because the, the the whole, all the Israelites were not doing what they should have been doing, you know, the, during this whole time, and uh, so I I think God was kind of saying, you know, you're you're not innocent in this. You're not innocent. Um, these kind of things should be have have been dealt with prior to this. Yeah, you know, things should not have gotten this bad, had they been doing what they should have been doing. Um, men like this would not have been allowed to live. Uh, yeah, as you know, during according to the law, all those kind of things back in that day. Um, so, so, are you saying so that kind of evil would have been eradicated from the presence of God and His people before they had gotten to this point?
0: So, you're saying we should have accountability and holding people in check before yes. it gets that bad? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. making sure I heard you correctly. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so you know that that kind of that kind of wraps up the story, mm-hmm. um, and I hope we've kind of answered the the overall question that that Aiden's mama had. Yeah, um, it's a great question. But, but I do want to I, I want to land the plane on on something that that may put us a little bit out there a little bit. Um, But man, I just could not read through this story um, without thinking of this. And and it's just hit me really, really hard today that, you know, this this girl, most likely a very young girl, um, very defenseless, very, um, you know, not able to, to stand up for herself in any way. I mean there's no nothing that she could have done. Um she should have been the one that was defended. She should have been the one that was fought for before she died. Uh she should have been the one that was that was cared for. Um she was if anybody was you know and she had done wrong by by leaving at the beginning of the story and those kind of things but you know I feel like if there was anybody that was that didn't deserve this I think it was her. Yeah, she didn't you know? have any say in the matter. She didn't have any say in the matter. And
0: nobody asked her. Nobody.
1: Um, she had no rights. You know, she was she was given no privilege of rights anyway.
0: And I guarantee you, she didn't want it.
1: Right. Um, and she she was pushed into this situation. She did not have the choice to make. And and she was she was killed and literally ripped apart. Um. And. and and guys, there are there are millions of unborn children who are basically receiving the same verdict, you know, in America. Um, and I think just with the news and you know all the there is a, a, a very large media coverage of it right now because of some some laws that have been passed in in New York and uh, now I believe in virginia um that that up until birth you know that that our children the, the most defenseless um can literally be you know ripped apart um when we should be defending them the most and uh, man i just think we are if we don't do something if we don't stand up um I just think we we are just just as wrong and just as just as evil and just as vile as as this man who just turned around and and handed this girl out to this mob, um, and I think that that God's um, punishment for that it could be and will be just as severe. As severe. Um, uh, God has not changed; his his laws have not changed um and i just think this is a you know kind of a wake up call and i you know um and it's not just saving from the womb but it's kind of womb to tomb you know yeah. um we need to value life uh we need to value the life of the unborn we need to value the life of the uh, the born and unwanted we need to value the life of, of kids in, in desperate situations. We need to value the life of the homeless. We need to value the life of um, those who can't, um, you know, speak up for themselves and, and all those kind of things. Um, so we need to value life, mm-hmm. not just um, not just the unborn, but just value life.
0: Yep. That that's, that's great. Great point, Jonathan. And just, just as we mentioned earlier, I, I can't fathom a situation where I would, if I was that man, where I would ever, ever take that woman and put her out the door. I just can't imagine it that you would devalue her so much. And I think about what you're talking about with abortion and things that there's value. There's value there. It's a life, it's living, and nobody will ever convince me otherwise. No, nobody will ever convince me. You can bring whatever scientific report you want. You can make whatever argument. You will never change my mind on that. Once that life is conceived, it's life. Yeah, it's just this, it's, and it has value. It has value. Oh, <sighs> anyways,
1: this is probably the most sobering. <laughs> I know the <laughs> it, most sobering it, episode we've ever done.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 one of those a lot of times we try to avoid some some current events. It's not because we don't we're not passionate about it because we are. Um we also want this show to be a bit of an escape sometimes. But in a situation like this where the 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 scripture so just hits you in the face with it, yeah. you know. And we don't know why we we can we can sit here and wonder why why did God let us happen? why 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 or we can look at it and understand the value of human life and the value of how you're supposed to treat people. And, and when you're in scripture, that's what you got to do. You got to yeah. look at, you got to go to around it. You got to figure it all out. Yeah.
1: You can't skip over it yeah. just because you don't like it. Other word. Yeah. Otherwise my Bible would be real short. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the show. Yeah, for, man, get us out evening. of here. Uh, we thank y'all so much for listening. Just a couple of things, you know, remember you can always visit our website landtheplane.today, not .com, but .today you can you can check out the podcast there or just keep up with what's going on. Uh, you can send us an email at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook like Aiden's mama did and uh, let us know some topics y'all you y'all want to hear about, some things y'all want to discuss. Get in on the uh discussion with us and, and, and go back to that post. And when you see the post get dropped for this episode, if you got some thoughts on this, uh, we'd love to hear from you and, and talk with you there on it. Uh, of course we can always follow us on Twitter too, as well as at land the plane, two, four, seven. We'd love, you can go out anywhere podcasts are found and give us a subscribe iTunes, Apple podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere, Spotify, Get us subscribed. That way, you keep up with all the newest and latest episodes. And if you want, you can even go out to YouTube now. That show comes out. It usually comes out a few days later than it does um, the audio version only. But uh, you can check it out on YouTube as well and give us a like and subscribe. There it would be a big help. And also, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you want to help support the show, um, you can go out to TeePublic and search Land the Plane, and we um, have some T-shirts out there if you want to. Get you an old T-shirt or a mug or something. So just encourage you to do that if you want to help support the show. And, again, I want to, to say thank you for a while, but uh, I want to thank you, Corey Styles, for our intro music. Man, every time I hear it, I just kind of start bobbing my head, get excited about the podcast. So I appreciate him doing whoop that for whoop. us. So that's it. That's the show. Jonathan, play the music. Let them go home.
1: Let's get out of here. Right. See you guys. Thank you all. Bye, y'all.